For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants, along with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. I'm Bob Papa. The Giants with a win on Sunday against the Raiders. Raiders coming off a bye. Giants take care of business. And, you know, we're back and better than ever. Basketball season prop odds, you name it, bet online, your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. And I'm going to give you a special promo code a little bit later in the show where you could save a few bucks as a welcome addition. Carl, uh, this Giants team, it wasn't pretty, but one of the things that I looked at going into this game, the Raiders were 29th in the NFL in run defense. And I thought Jason Garrett, and this staff came up with a game plan that enabled the Giants to play to their profile for this week. And it certainly uh, worked for them because they won the football game. Yeah, it did, Bob. But, you know, I think it's important uh, that that phrase profile play to their profile. I think it's important that, you know, some of the fans understand what the Giants profile is and, and and what that means when you play to it um they ran the football because they had to run the football um their profile means what do they have available to them what are they what can they have some success with without exposing all of their weaknesses so if they can stay within or on schedule with their offense. It would not expose their offensive line to the two really good pass rushers that the um, Vegas Raiders had. So when we look at the Giants' third down efficiency. Six of 12. Six of 12, 50%. Third downs of eight or more yards, they were, what, two of three? Yeah, they, they did well. They, they stayed out of a lot of third and longs in this game. So that's profile, meaning once they got in third and longs, Bob, they were going to be susceptible to the two pass rushers that still had an impact on this game, but they did not wreck the Giants because the Giants weren't in long yards, drop back pass situation. So the profile that they see themselves as now run the football, use the tight ends as much as possible to keep drives alive. Um, I don't know what the catches were, but I know the tight ends factored in. Number one, their touchdown was Evan Ingram. Um, Caden Smith had a couple. Well, Rudolph, think- Rudolph had two. Um, Ingram, I think, had three. That's what they did. And then they threw to the backs. Right. So people are saying, well, they could have, Jason Garrett could have opened this offense up more. 
if he, the only thing Jason Garrett would open the offense up to uh, had he uh, started to try to air the ball out was his quarterback getting sacked. And, you know, the, the one turnover they had was, yes, Daniel Jones in the pocket, probably could have had a bit more pocket awareness, but his, his uh, left tackle got beat and the ball comes out. He gets hit, ball comes out, fumble. So that's the profile of this offense, the defense. People say, well, you know, we're so sick of the Giants giving up all these yards and in this soft zone defense. Understand what the profile is and what they need to do to win games against teams that like to go deep. And newsflash, folks, you know, it's a copycat league. You're starting to see it all over the league now. All of these high-flying offenses they may be putting up a lot of a lot of yards, but they're not getting a lot of points. Another low-scoring game for um, Kansas City. A very low-scoring game for the Rams, right? Both teams put up a ton of points. Well, here's the reason why. Because teams are not going to allow an offense to get a safety running through your defense. I mean, um a wide receiver running through your defense with a safety trying to cover him. That, that's over now. They're going to play two deep, three deep, uh, four deep. So the Giants profile defensively stopped the run, stopped the deep passes, and tackle. Now, the Giants did a lot of that right, but the one thing that, that really stood out to me, and I was, you know, a little bit, surprised um, and I said it on air and this is somebody I, I, I like a whole lot and, 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 and respect a whole lot but James Bradbury can't put that tackling effort on tape ever again I mean there were times he missed some tackles and I know cornerbacks are ferocious tackles tacklers but he had a few where he just did not look interested in tackling anymore. And it's tough. You know, they had some, they got a tough runner in, in, um, I keep going to say Oakland, in Las Vegas. But you know what? Every once in a while, you got to make that tough play. You can't put it on film. As good as you are, good a talent as you are, you can't put that on film and for, for two reasons. Your teammates. You don't want your teammates to see that. Like, I will contrast his effort on a missed tackle with the effort of Logan Ryan, someone else I have a great deal of respect for as leaders of their team. Logan Ryan gets stiff-armed one play. Another play, he misses a tackle, gets back up, gets back in the play, right? Another time, a guy tries to stiff-arm, he gets on a key third down, grabbed him, held onto his jersey, and got him to the ground. That's he, the and effort. listen, he made the play that 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 play by Logan Ryan. The third down play, was it? Might have been the play of the game. There's 10 15 to go in the game. Giants lead 20 to 16. It's third and six at the Giants 10. Carr is got all day to throw. He checks it down to Jacobs in the left flat. Jacobs makes a move on Logan Ryan to try to spin forward, and Logan yes. Ryan gets enough of him and grabs the jersey. 
because he can't get it. He doesn't get a clean hit on him. He's kind of missing the tackle, but he gets his hand on the jersey and he yanks him down. And then Carlson misses the 25 yard field goal. You know, if he doesn't make that play, Jacobs probably goes into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah. If not, he's getting the first down. And who knows? I mean, if the Raiders score a touchdown there and take the lead, uh, who knows what happens with the rest of this football game? Because it's not like the Giants were just ripping off chunk plays against them offensively. So that play that you're mentioning from Logan Ryan, that is effort. That's fighting. That's heart. And that's what you have to do to win games. Doesn't show up in the box score. A lot of people probably forgot. It about shows it. up on film. It shows right. up on film. Uh, in your defensive back room, it shows up on field. And in your linebacker room, your defensive line room, and your group team defensive room. Those are the plays that get highlighted. And can I, can I, can, as, as you go to this point about Bradbury's tackling, and we don't want to be a Debbie Downer for Giants. No, fans, I'm not because, and this is, I'm saying to, to this audience the exact same thing I would say to Bradbury because I think he's too good um, and too talented and too important to the team. And I'm only saying this in terms of his importance and his leadership to the team, what it means when he puts something like that on tape for his teammates to see. So can you, you take, can you take ahead. our audience through what it's like the day after a game when there's tape review, like the whole team sitting there, right? Yeah. The whole team sits there, their highlights and their lowlights, even in victory. Right. And I know Patrick Graham will, when he gets his team in the defensive meeting room, like coach judge may not point this out, but he may, but I know when coach Graham gets him in that defensive meeting room, he's going to run that back a few times. There was the one on the sideline with, with, with Bradbury missed and the back was, I think it was the back or Waller about to go into the end zone. And they had about three or four of the guys that finally get him down and Bradbury just kind of walks. He gets up and just walks towards the pile. That will be highlighted in their team meeting room. And again, because James is such a good player and such an important player to this giant defense, the ask is not to be the most ferocious tackler, right? The ask is for the effort. It's just like when he said in his post-game interview, he got beat on the out and up, and Xavier McKinney saved his life. Right? He had no problem admitting to that. But we don't, we won't criticize James for getting burnt because he he got back into play. So if McKinney did not make that interception, James was probably gonna make the tackle. So the effort has to show up in both the pass game and the run game. Give the effort that your teammates will say, we got your back, bro, because that's what McKinney said to him uh, on that out and up. I got your back. And the way this defense is playing in the brotherhood that, that you can start to see um, radiate amongst these players on the field, you can't be that guy. Not not you. You're too good of a football player um, in the effort is what they want to see. Nobody, you know, you're not going to be Leonard Williams tackling somebody. We know that. But give your teammates the effort and you know they got your back. So um, 
that's the one the one thing that I would say um, to James. I would say it to his coach. I'd say it to um, um, their their the coordinator. Anyone. So I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't say to him in person because I, the level of respect that I have for him is that you know I would expect him to be better on a few of those plays and not look disinterested um, when, you know, you miss a tackle. Just just show the effort and your teammates will have your back. That's what, that's what good defenses do. Um, the other one is Adoree Jackson. Forget what they say you can't do. You're too good of a cover guy to let teams off the hook by not getting better at catching the football. It's just that simple. Like you, you can't let teams out. This is the second time with Jackson that a missed interception resulted in some sort of points, right? Didn't that miss interception result in a field goal? Mm-hmm. So again, you a really good cover guy. I know they say you've only had five interceptions in your whole career. It's not too late. Two. Two interceptions in your whole career. It came in 2018. So it's not too late to be a better contributor to an emerging defense, a defense that's really starting to put an imprint on this, their opponents. So whatever it takes and I'm not saying it's for lack of effort. I know you don't want to miss interceptions, drop interceptions. But again, being successful, you have to be intentional about it. You have to, you can't go through the motions after practice catching balls. Create scenarios for yourself. Get a jump, get one of those high jump mats that uh the, the receivers used to have and just go diving and somebody shoot balls at you and catch them. You know, just don't do routine things. I don't know what you do and what you don't do, but it's not too late to add that that phase to your game because, again, you're let teams off the hook when you don't catch the football, and it you know normally results in points. Like the way your defense plays, and if you're going to yield some yardage but not touchdowns, you can take points off the board by being able – to uh, catch the football. So, um, again, I'm not saying anything to someone uh, publicly that I wouldn't say to them personally because, again, this is out of respect. This is out of the possibility of you guys doing more and more great things as a defense. So, uh, and it's not lip service either. I mean it when I say it. Get better at it. You know, um, uh, you're too good in coverage coverage, and get yourself in too many good positions to impact plays for your team. And then if, you know, when players say, well, they could have scored more points. Well, yeah, maybe if they get an interception or two, you know, uh, they got two, probably could have had, well, I know they could have had one more um, with a Dory Jackson. So um, that's what I got in terms of, you know, what the Giants profile is and, and how they have to play um, to their strengths and limit their weaknesses. And um, this soft zone or this cover two 
just understand the downside to that is teams are going to run the ball a little bit and you just got to be able to make tackles, you know, because the 10 yards in today's league with the way um, offenses are set up, eight and 10-yard plays and 15-yard drives is not how some of these teams are built. Mistakes will happen somewhere in that drive. And um, if, you, if you can tackle, if you can limit the run. Now, I, you know, I'm from a different school, so we didn't believe in people running at all, no matter what coverage we had, but they're not the same. But if you can limit those runs to sevens, fives, eights maybe, but you can't give up 20-yard runs, you can't give up, you know, 12-yard runs because that gets the ball down the field in a hurry. So you got to be able to tackle. And when I say 12 and 20-yard runs, that means when first contact is somewhere around five yards and the guy's running – for another, you know, 10 or 12 yards. Can't do that. Carl, I want to um I want to talk about some subtle coaching moves that happen during the course of the week because at the end of the day, <clears throat> this is a production business. Yep. And uh we saw Quincy Roche. Quincy Roche is a rookie out of Miami. He got the sack and the force fumble to seal the deal. Uh, he was a sixth-round pick this year of Pittsburgh, didn't make their team, was put on waivers. Uh, the Giants claimed him, along with a bunch of other people that they claimed. And, you know, if you notice, not just this week, but even last week against Kansas City, they're giving him a lot more burn. And I think it's, you know, O'Shane Ziminis is a healthy scratch. Ziminis is a third-round pick from 2019 um, missed most of last year with a shoulder injury had four and a half sacks as a rookie uh, this year. He's kind of been non-existent, you know, th th a couple knockdown passes. He's got three batted down passes and really his defining moment this year is jumping off sides against Kansas city on what could have been a Darnay Holmes interception that changed the fate of that game. He was a healthy scratch. Uh, I give the coaching staff credit in the sense that, you know, when you have draft picks on your roster, you know, they get the benefit of the doubt, but, you know, they're trying to win a football game and they healthy scratched him and Roche uh, for his shortcomings that he had in the game. It's not like he was perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but he makes the play that seals the game for the football team. Uh you know, meritocracy, that's what they always talk about as far as the NFL. You're, at some point, doesn't matter where you got drafted, if you don't produce, you're not going to play. And I think that's a very important message out of all of this. You're 100% correct. And the, again, the scholarship mentality, just because you're drafted and you're not producing doesn't mean you get, you get a jersey every Sunday. So I thought that was an important message. Um, I don't think it was uh, – a penalty from jumping off sides uh, in the Kansas City game. But clearly they saw more in practice this week from uh, um, Roche than they did um, Ziminez. So um, should light a fire under him to practice better, to work harder. Again, we don't know the insides of it, but he was a healthy scratch as far as we know. Uh, there was no injury uh, reported. So obviously the Giants could use as many pass rushers as possible, all hands on deck. But, you know, the one thing about Quincy Roche 
is that, look, the Giants weren't getting a pass rush the entire um, drive. Entire they, game. Yeah. But, you know, I, I listened to Roche after the game. He said, I wanted to change it up a little bit. I had been giving the guy power rush, power rush, power rush, and then I wanted to see if I can get, get him with speed. He not only um, generated a holding call, but he got a sack and a fumble. So that's the type of effort that you need from your high draft choices, your guys off of waivers. If you're on the field, there has to be an expectation within a defense, um, especially one that's playing well. That you play well because you expect to play well. Um, and he contributed. So um, for guys like Ziminez, I mean, you, you've been around for a couple of years now. It's time to hit the consistency button. Um, you're either going to be a consistent guy that they can count on, or you're going to be consistently a guy that they can't. But you can't be in between because healthy scratches is is not something that um, you should you should want, or you should even have the coaches considering. You know, you got to compete. You know, and, I, and I, I give them credit for going with Corey Cunningham as the sixth offensive lineman. He got 13 snaps of the possible 56 offensive snaps that they ran in the football game. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Colin Johnson, who is not going to scare you as a receiver, he was in there in 21% of the snap because Colin Johnson is by far their most physical best run blocker of their wide receivers. So, you know, to their credit, we go back to the opening theme of playing to your profile. Mm -hmm. Uh, They gave guys snaps that were going to help them play to their profile. They did. And, you know, if you said we're going to be physical, how can we best do that? And that's a coach too, coaching to what he says he wants to do. Um, We want to run the football. Okay. Coordinators, assistant coordinators, Tell me our best options to run the football. Okay, we need to get an extra running back in. We need, I mean, an extra uh, lineman in. We need to get a wide receiver who can block, and this is who we're going to be. It won't be pretty, but let's see. Nate Solder um, had some really good blocks in this game. So you don't want to expose Nate Solder to some things that he struggles with. Start running the football so that when you have to pass, it's going to be – um, quick sets, short drops, balls out because you don't have a lot of yards to gain. So I thought just in terms of understanding the personnel, committing to what you were doing and the players executing that, I thought they did a fine job against a team that's basically a playoff um, contender. Yeah, I mean, they were the top team in their division. Uh, they were coming off a bye. Uh, they score a lot of points, and uh, they get after the quarterback. They they led the NFL going into this weekend in quarterback hits. Uh, Crosby led the NFL in quarterback hits. As a team, they had 61. And Gakwe, who had the sack and forced fumble, led the NFL in, going into this weekend in quarterback hurry. So they knew that they were dealing with a double-edged sword, and they're going to have to deal with some tremendous pass mm-hmm. rushers when they play their next game in Tampa against the Bucs, which this is not a preview. We'll give you a preview when the time comes. But this team really needs Andrew Thomas back. They Because one, I think one of the problems that they're having, Carl, is you know they got to spend so much currency 
in helping chip on both sides. Yeah. You know, everything's got to come out fast. Everything's got to be quick. You can't really use Kadarius Tony or Galladay as far mm-hmm. as trying to develop anything deep because there's just no time to do it. I mean, even on even when they they had Cunningham in the game and they had been running the ball uh, and they showed run and Jones play action because they had a one man route with Galladay. Yeah. Um, and Jones was under pressure then. So- yeah, and, and and that's the thing. So, you know, when teams can get the Giants behind the, the sticks, they know they got an opportunity to get to the quarterback. And this was off of a play action pass, and they on a first and ten. Yeah, <laughs> so they they treated that like a third and ten, basically. Um, and then think it just I I want to take a look at. Uh, before we go, the job that they did on Darren Waller. Now, Waller had some catches, but um, his impact on the game, I think he had one big catch, but his impact on the game was not great. He had seven for 92. His long was 24. Mm -hmm. They didn't give up a pass play of over 30 yards in the game. Yeah, so I thought in terms of containing him, they're – best threat um, because they were out they they were without um, their receiver I thought they did a decent job of especially in key moments now he had one big play for them but in key moments when they needed to get him they did it now he yeah he caught they put up 400 yards of offense so he caught you know his share of footballs but under 100 yards again for a tight end or, or let's just say for a key wide receiver. Last week, it was Tyreek Hill under 100 yards receiving. This week, it's uh, Waller under 100 yards receiving. Yeah, I thought they did a really nice job uh, for the most part. And again, they're, they're playing a defense that's appropriate for what they have. They have no yep. they have no pass rushers in the sense that, look, Ojolari has five and a half sacks. Uh He's a young player that they're developing, and I think he could be a really good player. Carter was hurt, who's a guy that could give you some pressure off the edge, but they don't have a Crosby. They don't have an Ngakwe. No. They don't have a JPP. They don't, they don't have what some of these other teams have, guys that are that command double teams, that command respect, and that you're going into the game fearing them. Leonard Williams uh, is the Giants' best interior, you know, front seven defensive player that they have. Which, by the way, can I go to a Leonard Williams point? Remember all the heat that Leonard Williams was taking? Uh-huh. Well, you know, quietly, Leonard Williams is putting together another really good season. I mean, last year he had, I think, 57 tackles. He had 11 and a half sacks. He had 30 quarterback hits. Now, he's probably not going to get to 30 quarterback hits this year. And I think some of that's a function of Dalvin Tomlinson not being there. Right. But he's got 50 tackles. He has five and a half sacks with eight games to go. Uh, he's got 10 quarterback hits, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery. Uh, he's got five tackles for losses. So it's, you know, this narrative, too, that he's been a waste is just really not true. Yeah, far from a waste. Come on. I mean, he's... No, fans always equate his contract... To sacks. ...with his production and to sacks. Mm -hmm. But he's on on pace to hit last year's numbers in a lot of categories. 
Yeah, he's 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 been a consistent contributor. Um, I think Dexter Lawrence is quietly um, impacting this defense as well. So look, they they're they're onto something good with this their efforts on defense and the way they're playing and the way uh, Coach Graham has them playing. Now it's just a matter of guys staying locked in. Um, if they stay locked in, they'll continue to have success. Um, I think they 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 had some learnings from the first couple of games uh, with Denver and with the Rams, and I think what they and even in Washington, what they 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 learned is that you know offenses want to do certain things in this league, and some aren't patient enough to do whatever it takes. Their profile is you know, chunk plays and, and, and high scoring. And they don't want to change what their profile is based on in-game conditions. And the Giants um, understand what their profile is and they're not trying to be something they're not. You're, you're going to have to be better than them um, to beat them if they don't beat themselves. Meaning, if they stick to their profile and they're executing that and the talent takes over from the other side, then you, you tip your hat. Um, but if they don't do the things to beat themselves and they become hard to beat for their opponent, there are going to be opportunities for them to win every game. Yeah, I mean, they, the, if you look at their remaining schedule, their final eight games, I mean, look, are they going to be punching up in weight class against the Cowboys? Yes. Okay, uh, yesterday was just a mess for the Cowboys. Denver went in there and took care of them. But I think you and I believe that uh, Dallas is still a really good team. So that's yep. punching up in weight class. The Chargers, um, they came east yesterday. They had a life and death battle with Philadelphia. Uh, so that'll be, you know, you, you, you're going to be playing them on the road. So that's a little punch up in weight class. But then you've got Miami. You've got two against Philadelphia. Um, you got to play Washington one more time. Uh, you got to play the Bears. I mean, it's not as if that they can't finish this season on a pretty good note. Now, they need Andrew Thomas back desperately. Yeah. Uh, they need to get Saquon Barkley back in the lineup desperately because it just creates uh, it, it, it creates a, a, a weapon for them that, you know, that other teams have to really worry about. Yeah. Um, but th there, there's some opportunities here. And, and again, you know, we were in that stadium yesterday, so I'll paint the picture, man. We're at the 50-yard line in MetLife Stadium. It's like one of the best spots that you're going to get from a broadcast spot in the National Football League. They did it right when they built that part of the stadium. And, you know, we got the open-air window, so the windows are open. You can feel the crowd. You can feel when it's bad. You can feel right when it's Right there we are. Yeah. There you go. Hey, that's good. Very nice. So that's where we are um, looking out that window. And Carl, I mean, yeah, for anybody to say that, yeah, man, I want Gettleman gone. I want Garrett gone. The Maras and the Tishes, they got to make big time changes. Look, they're going to make changes regardless because this, this product that they have, I think they felt it was going to be better. They're tired of losing. Like yeah. 
Yeah, great. So they, you know, they finished the season eight and nine or whatever it is, 17 game schedule. Um, they go four and four the last eight games or whatever, whatever it is. Um, five and five and three. Um, they, they're expectate, they, they're tired of losing and having losing seasons. Don't root for losses if you're a fan. They, I, I don't think anything can happen at this point. It's going to make people say, you know what? We're good going in. We're right. Good going right. next year. Right. We're good going in. You know what? We're going to just stay on this course. No, they need pass rushers. They need help at linebacker. They need, they got the offensive line hasn't been fixed in four years. It's still a mess. Injuries notwithstanding. So just root for wins, man. That's why you're a fan of the team. That's why you buy yeah. these jerseys, man. You're rooting for the team to win. You want to see this guy do good. You don't want to go back in the quarterback market. Yeah, look especially at the Jets. not knowing not knowing what the quarterback market is going to yield uh, this year um, or the next. So, and your guy is is more than adequate. Um, has a chance to be really good uh, if you put the right pieces around him. I mean, the the pass that Daniel Jones threw to Evan Ingram on the front pylon was as good a throw as you're going to see in this league. Yeah, and even Evan Ingram, man, I don't, I don't know what he's going to get on the open market or all that other stuff. But you know, before you're, and I know that he leaves you wanting more. But you know, th- there's a lot of decisions that have to be made in the yeah. offseason because you know, they, you don't just, re- you know, everybody thinks you just replace guys, get rid of these guys, and you know, you're going to go back and you're going to go get guys that are better. I mean, I'll use the Jets as an example. I mean, they were all in on Sam Darnold. And they got rid of him to draft another quarterback. And now you got people even questioning whether he's the right guy and the, right. the backups. I mean, in other words, you, it's not often that you go from Montana to Young or you go from Favre to Rodgers or in the Colts case, they went from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck. Like that doesn't normally happen. Right. So I don't know. I, I, fans root for wins, man. Uh, that energy in that building was great yesterday. Yeah. And Especially then, at the end of the game. Yeah. And then the thing is, you can root for losses, but nothing's going to change until the season's over with. So you're making yourself miserable and giving yourself, you know, more, more stress talking about what needs to be done after every loss. Just understand, things are going to change. They don't want to be the same. So um, come in, root for it, knowing that things are going to get better because they're going to make changes. We don't know what those changes are, but you can bet they're going to make changes. They want to upgrade this roster, like you said, Bob. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Like, And again, this whole thing about draft picks. You know, it's, it's about having the right people in place to evaluate the talent to then pick the right players for your team. It doesn't matter how high they are because I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. Yesterday during the game, a guy from the Raiders made a tackle. His name is Solomon Thomas. Does the name sound familiar? Solomon Thomas was drafted by the 49ers in 2017. They actually traded up when they didn't have to trade up. They took Solomon Thomas third overall. You know who else was a non-factor yesterday? 
Remember, uh, in the game, Darius Filion got hurt. He's mm. a former sixth-round pick of the Chargers. He's starting up front for the Raiders. You know who he's, he's, he's starting in front of? He's starting in front of Cleland Farrell, who the Raiders took three years ago with the fourth overall pick in the draft. If you go to NFL.com or Pro Football Reference and you look back at past drafts and take a look at where some of these stud players were drafted, you don't have to be a top five pick or a top no. like this whole thing about, oh, we got to be, you know, it's going to if we win this game, it's going to hurt our draft status. No, it's I mean, look at your look, look at the teams that you played on. How many good players did George Young draft in the in the 80s, especially that for the first part of the 80s, you know, the yeah. first half of the 80s, even into like even your 90s Super Bowl team. Uh, there was a lot of influx of drafted players that came in 85, 86, yeah. 87, 88 that replenished the tank. If you draft well, and you guys were not drafting early those years. No, no, we weren't. So it's it's about selecting the players. It doesn't you don't need this whole thing of, well, we're gonna get to draft higher. That doesn't mean anything if you got the wrong people picking the players. Yeah, and by the way, a lot of the, you know, some of the if you're in a if you're in a year where there's not a um, a great amount of talent in the first round, then guys who would probably be later round picks get elevated, right? So you got to mm-hmm. be careful how these guys are even evaluated. And but look, the, the long story short, root for wins because change is coming anyway. Change is coming. They heard your message. And they're going to do everything possible to get this team better, especially if they continue to to play well and start to stack wins, then it only accelerates the need to get even better players on this Mm -hmm. route, as if it doesn't exist now. But if this team continues to figure it out defensively, become productive offensively, and saying, boy, if we could get X, Y, and Z, we'll be even better. And I think that's that's what you have to root for because they'll make changes. They'll make even better changes if they're winning because they know what the roster, even when healthy, they know what it is and they know what the deficits are. So if they're winning and they, they think they got a chance, which I know they do, uh, to be better than they are, then they're going to do whatever is necessary to get those changes uh, in place. Fans, remember, Bet Online is your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. I promised you the promo code. If you head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today and you receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So I know everybody's been waiting for this. Here it is. The promo code is BELIEVE50, B L. EAV 50 to receive your bonus. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Carl, what do you got for your bye weekend? Well, we're going to tell a friend to tell a friend to uh, tune into this podcast. And um, bye weekend, I don't know, man. Hopefully, a whole lot of nothing. Some good food, some exercise. And, um, a lot of nothing and watch the other, the rest of the league. All right. I'm going to Phoenix on Wednesday. Enjoy. 
We got the uh, Charles Schwab Cup Championship, which is the PGA Tour Champions final event. The top 36 players that have amassed the most points have made it. Nice. And believe it or not, when you have got Mickelson's playing, Ernie Els is playing, Retief Goosen, Steve Stricker, you know, they're all, they all qualified for this, the top 36. But guess who is in the top spot? Who? He's got a couple thousand point lead over Jim Furyk. Who, Lanny? 64-year-old Bernhard Langer is trying to win another Schwab Cup championship. If he wins this thing, considering the fact that Furyk is playing full-time on the PGA Tour champions, he has this year, that Ernie Els and Retief Goosen have played full-time. Now, Mickelson's only played a handful of events. Stricker's been in and out because of the Ryder Cup. You got Fred Couples, uh, Jerry Kelly, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez. Those guys all play pretty full schedules. The fact that a 64-year-old dude has a chance to win this thing again blows me away. So check out Golf Channel this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and see if Father Time can pull it off. And as we get closer to that age... Uh, you find yourself f- pulling for him even more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell a, tell a friend to tell a friend. For Carl Banks, I'm Bob Papa. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Believe in Giants. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.